The struggle is real. And often, it's the struggle that actually leads us to success. That's what Pat and I are going to talk about today in episode number 73 of the Coaching Life Podcast. But it's not just about struggle. It's about how we take the opportunity to use those moments for our benefit. How can we present those kinds of opportunities to the people we lead? What do we mean by struggle? What do we mean by success? Well, join us today, and hopefully when we're done, we'll be ready to welcome the struggle. Coach, I remembered something. Yeah? A long time ago, I was umpiring a 13U baseball game, and it was a uh, it was a tight game. It was getting late. Score was close, and uh, a boy named Ryan Frazier was catching. And it was it was one of those situations where you knew everyone was kind of uh, you know the pressure was on. And everyone was feeling it, the players, the fans, the coaches, everyone could feel the pressure. And uh, I don't really remember remember why he was out of the box. He may have went to the pitcher to talk about, to talk, you know, to have a mound visit. But when he came back, he had the biggest smile on his face. And he said, man, I, I love these situations. Hmm. How old was he? He was 13. Excellent. Yeah. And it, Remembering that got me thinking that a lot of times when we're um, when we're coaching or when we're playing or we're watching our kids, we feel that pressure. You know, we 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 recognize that the the situation is difficult, yeah. and a lot of times we look at that as a negative when really we should probably be always looking at that as a positive hmm. you um we did a we did a podcast on what we were grateful for uh it was episode 21 i think it, Ooh, a long time ago la- yeah yeah last uh it was around thanksgiving coming upon that and time again said, yeah you remember like you had all these great abstract ideas and i was like well i'm thankful for my wife you remember how I sold you out there? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but what did that? Like I said, I'm thankful for failure. I'm thankful for struggle. And you're like, yeah. I'm thankful for this meal that I'm about to eat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shoot. But yeah, you said struggle. You were thankful for struggle. Oh, I actually did say that. You did? I don't, yeah. Okay, I don't remember. Yeah. Something that you were, you were grateful for. And I thought we could talk about struggle today, and 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 more importantly, the uh, the intentional act of seeking out, of finding the struggle in our lives, and and how uh, beneficial that could be to us. Yeah. Yeah. The reality is, we all need to be challenged, and if we're staying in the context of youth sports here then what that means is young what that means is we're saying young athletes need to be challenged and we need to know how to challenge them we need to know how to 
give them the same kinds of struggle that we know they're going to face, for example, in a game or give, give people the same kind, you know, if you're leading or mentoring people, then you want to try to figure out ways to give them this, you know, to, to, to challenge them in ways that they're going to have to struggle, find their area where they struggle in and just go with it, you know, make them fight through that because that's what we're saying, I guess, or what our premise is, is that the struggle is the way to success. You find, you know, success is found through struggle. So I guess in my mind, I guess I'll have to ask you what, you know, make sure we're on the same page here before we go in the conversation, because in my mind, when I'm thinking of struggle, I'm thinking of basically the, the definition of it, which I think is things that are hard, things that, you know, that cause you to have to uh, approach them with great effort, things that are difficult to do, um, the opposite of easy <laughs> yeah, is struggle. True. And well, and I think so how do we think about that? Right. As, as leaders. Yeah. And I, struggle is something that we're going to experience in our lives for the rest of our lives, right? Mm -hmm. It's something we experience the, the very first day that we're on this earth and uh, we'll, we'll experience it, you know, forever. Um, and we have to be able to perform. We have to be able to produce in situations where there is struggle or like you said, where there, things are hard to do. Yeah. You know, it's difficult. And I think as especially as parents of youth athletes, you know, we, we love seeing our kids do well. And it's easy when they fail and there's all different types of failure, right. Or, um, even, you know, in this context, when they're, when they're failing or they're, they're, they they have an opportunity to fail when there is struggle, uh, there's a difficult thing in front of them. It, it, mm -hmm. it gives us this different feeling that is often seen as negative and the feeling is usually negative. Right. But there's, yeah. there's been a couple times this past, uh, summer and fall where I've, you know, obviously had the, the privilege. It's always a privilege to be able to coach, uh, young athletes in, in sports. And I've had the privilege to be, uh, at, at games where things weren't going well. And, for whatever reason, I don't I don't know that uh, it's really been a theme of mine this year. It's been something that I've been focused on. I think it's kind of materialized in, in just in the opportunities that I've been uh, a part of. I've been able to say, hey, you know, you know, to a pitcher or, or to a fielder or to a hitter, um, you know, that is lacking confidence for, for whatever reason because of the situation. I've been able to go out and say, hey, look this isn't a bad thing. You know, this isn't a bad situation that we're in, you know, bases loaded, no outs, right. Pitcher, pitcher walked two and, and gave up a, a single, you know, they're not pitching well, right. They're not pitching like they want to pitch. And you know, the pitchers out there and they, they they feel that pressure because they're not doing well. They're struggling, right. And their parents are over there and they're, they're, they're disappointed and, and hurt and, you know, hurt for their, their child because they're, they're struggling or maybe the, you know, a, a kid is struggling at the plate. He's, he's not hitting well and he can't figure it out. And he's been practicing and he's been, he's been working hard at it and you're taking a bunch of swings, but it's just not happening when he steps up to the plate. He's not making good contact. You know, he's swinging a bad pitch is whatever it is. And mm -hmm. you can tell before they get up to the plate, they're, 
you know, maybe there's runners on second and third. It's a big part of the game. And, uh, you know, and I, I, it's me up, you know, and what are they visualizing there? You know, what are they thinking? What's going through their mind? What's going through their parents' mind? You know, a lot of times there's a lot of negativity there. Mm-hmm. And I've had the opportunity to be in some of those situations where I, could, I just say to the player, hey, look, we want these situations. We, we need these situations as, as athletes and as people to get better. And, you know, it's a great opportunity. It's, it's, it's something that you can't, that is very difficult to simulate. You know, we talk about simulating game situations in practice and how that makes us better as players and as teams. But it's very hard a lot of times to simulate that pressure that comes in big time situations or um, during that moment of, you know, immediately following or during yeah. struggle or failure, it is. it's hard. It's hard to replicate that in practice. And so, one of the goals that we should have as 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 coaches, and I say when I say use the word coach, I, I reference uh, um, the coaching life and saying that all of us are coaches in different ways. One of one of the responsibilities we have is is preparing our our, our kids for those moments and helping them to recognize those moments to understand that just because uh, there's a feeling inside of you of negativity, it doesn't necessarily mean that the situation is a negative situation. Exactly. So I guess the question then for coaches and leaders and anyone who is guiding people, wanting to guide people through the struggle and get better lead, you know, struggle, which leads to success is then how do you do that? You know, so let's just take it to a let's take it to a, a, a an athletic field then a youth athletic field. What kind of question might we ask a coach today that would cause him or her to think about how they might be able to do that? How they might be able to simulate the kinds of struggle that we know that their kids are going to face? And I think cool. one question, I think one easy question, or one just one real quick question is: Hey, are your practices easy? Think yeah. about your practice plan. Think about what you do in practice and ask yourself this question. Is practice easy? And I think as, as coaches, and again, this is not just coaches, you know, as mentors, as leaders in anything. But again, we'll stay in the context of coaching. We'll let people figure it out in other aspects of life because it's, we've been very clear that we're not just about ball, but we talk a lot about ball and then you can use ball as an illustration for other areas of life. And that this is exactly where we're at in this conversation today. This is not just ball, even though we might spend a lot of time talking about ball as coaches, we need to not be afraid of struggle. We need to, we need to be intentional. In fact, I would say better yet, sometimes we need to lead them into struggle. Yeah. We need to figure out a practice plan that would actually create struggle because if working through that leads you to like if, if, if the struggle, if obstacles and things like that are like a path to success or a path to greatness, then that that really ought to be part of our practices. That really ought to be part of what we do then because you want them to be better. You want them to, to be able to succeed in those games or those hard times in life. And the only way for them to be able to do it for real when it counts is if they're doing it in their preparation. But a lot of times yes. kids don't understand how to prepare themselves in that way. 
parents sure. you may not know how to prepare their kids in that way. So that's really a role that, that rests on the shoulders of a coach. Yeah, and the best preparation, the best way to be prepared is to have experience in it. Right. You talk, you know, mm-hmm. we talk about uh, as as sports fans, <laughs> I guess I'm not an analyst by any stretch of the imagination. But, we, you know, we talk about like playoff teams. Wow. That's that's a playoff team because, you know, they've been there before. You know, they mm, yeah. they've had experience in the postseason. So they're they're prepared. A lot of times when when, you know, uh, people are talking about who's going to win a playoff series, mm. the uh, the advantage typically goes to that team that's that's, you know, uh, has been in the, the playoffs for the last few years. Again, if it's a, they're facing a team that's new and this is their first trip to the playoffs, you know, because they've been there before. Right. Yeah. They've, they've experienced the playoffs and just you know, being in those moments help help prepare us um for the situation just being able to perform because a lot of times and the moments you're talking about are moments that they had in game right in yeah. in the game right and and not everyone makes it there not everyone gets to experience those moments in the game so how do we get them yeah sorry i didn't mean to interrupt your thought no that's a great that's a great side there i that's exactly what we need to do you know, we, we need to figure out ways to to bring that challenge um, to our practices, to our players and and, and talk about it, you know, mm-hmm. recognize it, you know, uh, give them the ability to know when they're out there on the mound yeah. and they're struggling. Yeah. You want them to be able to say, OK, I've felt this before. Right. And I know how to prov- I know how to handle it. I know what I need to do. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So here, here's the challenge before you and me, Pat. What this podcast has always been about since day one, even though we spent maybe the first three episodes or one, maybe just the first episode outlining problems that we saw in the world, problems that we saw in the world of youth sports. One of the things that this podcast has always been about is not just identifying the problem, but giving people solutions. Right. So we're talking about Hey, listen, don't be afraid of the struggle because it's the path to greatness. Work through struggle, create struggle. So I guess maybe our task before us, you and me, is what kinds of things, what kinds of real practical things can we put in people's hands so that they can do this? Because I think sometimes it's really hard to find that, right? As a coach, it's hard, it's hard to think about. It's hard to know how to do this, right? And so yeah. how, do we, how do we do that? What can we put in their hands? And just, you know, I'll give you one simple thing that I thought of is I always like to think, you know, sometimes when it's hard to to figure out how I'm going to accomplish a goal, I I love this, um, this, this, uh, idea of, and I believe it was Malcolm Gladwell, a book that I read from Malcolm Gladwell. You ever read in Malcolm Gladwell's books? He's written like outliers and, um, the the tipping point actually it was the tipping point i believe that where he wrote about this excellent excellent author excellent writer excellent you know excellent stuff real thought provoking things and one of the things that i remember reading and i think it was in the tipping point he talked about reverse engineering you probably heard about reverse engineering where if you have a goal project yourself out into the future of of when you would like to accomplish that goal like see yourself as a person who has already accomplished this goal however long that might be into the future however far down in the future that is so let's say it's a year from now this is who you see yourself wanting to be 
So go to that place in your mind, write it down, write, you know, write down what you look like, what you're doing, and then go backwards. What kinds of things do I, would I, will I have had to do in order to reach that goal? So when I think about reverse engineering in this context, I think about, okay, let's look at this backwards and ask ourselves some questions like what are, what, what kinds of athletes? So athletes that, that aren't good at working through struggle are failures. So, so what kinds of athletes are failures? You're right. I mean, what kinds of athletes really struggle to succeed? What kinds of kids are the ones that give up? What kinds of kids struggle, you know, really, really don't, don't make it through the struggle. The struggle consumes them. And I can think of a few answers to that question. Um, you know, I, I, and I think first, I, I think we should probably also define succeed as well, because it's not just about numbers and winning games, but I'm thinking like accomplishment, right? Your own personal accomplishments, of course, as, as well as the teams giving your, being able to give your absolute best effort, getting everything you can out of who you are, um, mm-hmm. finding those victories, you know, even in hard times. And then I sure. think, Trump, you know, Trump one Orient. of the, yeah, I think one of the biggest accomplishments is just always having a positive attitude in all of it, in all, in everything, you know, and if, and as soon as that goes away, you've kind of shown that you've not, you've, you've kind of failed as soon as that positive attitude uh, goes away. I, not in a moment, but over the, over a period of time, because everyone sometimes will have moments of negativity, but that's where you got to capture it. Right. And so sure. I think, okay, what types of young athletes then struggle to succeed? And I think if we answer those questions, then we can develop a plan hmm. for how to, for how to create struggle. So like, I'll give an example. Okay. One, one type of athlete that I think fails to succeed on the field of play is a fearful one. Mm. One, one, one who, so fear is a struggle. Yeah, it definitely. is. Um, and it can be a fear of one of the most obvious ones you think of when you think of young kids playing is getting hurt. Right? Right, if you think about, yeah. If you think about baseball, getting hit with the baseball, um, I think fear, uh, there's also a fear of not pleasing the coach, okay. fear, fear of sitting the bench, right? If I don't perform well, I'm he's the coach is, is going to set me out. Fear of not pleasing the parent. Yes. Yes. <laughs> For a whole different set of reasons. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, even fear of what your teammates think of you and things like that. Um, and so how do we, as coaches then, create that struggle for them and help them work through that struggle? We may not need to create that. It's there. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, the word create is interesting. Um we probably want to, to, um, I would say we need to present, uh, the opportunity for that challenge or the opportunity to, to be fearful, I guess you would say. And what's, what's coming to my mind now is just say a kid that's afraid to, uh, you know, to field a ground ball, uh, for what, you know, whatever reason. Um, a lot of times for the same reason, right? Getting hit by it. Bad hop. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, we need to provide them obviously opportunities to field ground balls in practice, but also in a, in an environment where they understand the why behind the situation that they're in in practice. So they know, you know, Hey, you're, you're struggling to field ground balls because you're afraid to take one off the nose. Right. 
Um, or let them answer it themselves. Ask them true, questions yes. that yes, leads them to that answer. You're right. Because, like, what what are you thinking about as this ball's coming to you? Yes, that's a great point because you know, I, for yeah, I'm so guilty of this. I'm so guilty of this. And uh, um, my youngest son Jeremiah got he he fouled a ball off his face a couple years ago, and really struggled with uh, with a, I, it's. I mean, it's a fear of the ball is what you it said is. But, fouled it off his face. Yeah, he, he, trying he to was bump? ahead of it. No, no, he was ahead of it, hit it off the handle, and it came right back and wow, and hit him in, in the in the eyebrow. Um, and uh, he struggled with it. It wasn't it wasn't horrible. It could have been a lot worse, mm-hmm. but he struggled with inside pitches for a year mm-hmm. after that. Yeah, and uh, uh, you know, it's just something that finally he he kind of overcame. But um, I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> What did you say before that? Well, ask them questions. Let them let them come to the conclusion themselves. You said this this is something that you're horrible at. All right, yeah, yeah. So you know, I've, I, you know, unfortunately, I'm kind of embarrassed to say this, but I've used that technique of it looks like you're afraid of the ball. You know, hey, my, it looks like you're afraid of the ball, and and that's a negative uh, statement that you're making there, or that I'm making. And his initial reaction is, no, I'm not defensiveness. I'm, Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid because you know he's he's a tough little kid. He's not, he's not going to admit because he knows me. the answer to that question is disappointing to you. Yeah, the truthful answer yeah. to that question is disappointing to you. Right, it is. That's that's rough, and uh, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be because it's reality, right? It's truth. What truth should not be disappointing? No, it shouldn't right? be. <laughs> it shouldn't yeah, be bad. Shouldn't. Truth should never be bad news. I agree. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is, right? Yeah. And you know, how, how are you going to respond to it? That's the important part. So great point that you make of, you know, having an honest, uh, sincere conversation with these kids, especially a kid that is, you know, that has a fear. Um, one, it's okay. Yes. You know, it's all right. It's, it's a, it's a. Uh, Ignoring it is not going to help. No, absolutely yeah. not. You know, if you if you're a if you're a hitter that uh, wants to hit the ball a long way, you need to get stronger, right? Yeah. So you you know you need to get stronger. If if you're a hitter or if you're a fielder that is afraid to field a ground ball or a hitter that's afraid to uh, to hit an inside pitch because you're scared of the ball, you need to figure out how to not be afraid of the ball. So you know, honesty and sincerity. Um, brings you closer, yeah, to uh, to accomplishing your goals as opposed to the you know this negative uh, concept of well you're afraid of the ball you know you're you're a wimp or whatever <laughs> whatever the uh, the idea is there but yeah sincere conversation ask him ask ask the the player you know what are they thinking what what are you feeling yeah. you know when this is happening and then being able to replicate that situation. And talking through how they feel and maybe how they can feel uh, to, mm-hmm. to, to you know to to counteract the, what's going on in their head. Yeah. In everything that's happening, in in every event that takes place that creates struggle, like they're all external. Like I mean, but but then they become internal because then they get in. You know, it becomes part of your your brain says something about this event and you already make determinations about it. And that's what creates struggle. What I mean by that is struggle is going to come to you from out 
from an external source, like getting hit by a pitch, for example. You're not doing yeah. that. You're not creating that. That's happening to you. And so struggle right. comes from events or circumstances that come to you. Well, how you work through that struggle begins with how you perceive it. And so I think perception, Ryan Holiday talks about this in his book, which is really excellent. It's an excellent supplement to our conversation here today. His book, The Obstacle is the Way. In fact, I read a little bit of it, just kind of brush up before our conversation today, because the first thing he talks about is, look, there are two things that are happening whenever any circumstance or event takes place. And that is the event itself, the actual event, and then the way we perceive it, well, which is our perception is the story that we're telling ourselves about what that event means, about mm. what is about what it is hap- what is happening. So I think you know, like a kid that's afraid to get hit by the ball, that's a simple thing. Hey, the event is yeah, getting hit by the ball is is a struggle, <laughs> but the reason it's become be, reason it becomes such a huge struggle yeah. is because we're always thinking about in our minds. We're always telling ourselves about what it means and what does it mean? What? Well, it means it's going to hurt really bad. It means I'm never going to be able to play again because it's going to break me, <laughs> you know, and all this, all this ridiculous stuff. We, we build it up. So as such a huge thing and, and the reality is, and that's why moms and dads are like, you know, we've been there. We've gotten hit by pitch and we realize hundreds and thousands of other people have gotten hit by pitch before and they've been, they've been just fine. And we tell yeah. our kids that, right? Hey, look, you're not the only one that's ever going to get hit by a pitch. It's, it, it happens. It's part of the game. You're, you're going to be just fine. They don't think that because the yeah. story they're telling themselves is this is the worst thing in the world. And so perception is huge. And we have, how we deal with that is, is uh, I think, really important. Yeah, isn't, isn't that the, uh, the lesson behind the idea of, of uh, moving mountains if you have the faith of a mustard seed? Oh yes, absolutely it is. Because, absolutely it is. Yeah, because you don't allow that that mountain to uh, to deter you, right? You don't. You're you're not you're not afraid of that mountain. You don't. You you, you understand that the uh, the size, I guess, is just a visual, and it's not necessarily an indictment on what you have to do <laughs> to sure. to get over top of it. So, well, I mean, it's it, in a way that I mean, what you're talking about there is like um, you recognize. You recognize that it's there, but then you also have, um, you engage in what would be like an internal power, which is your will, right? Like, okay, this mountain was huge, but my will is stronger. And your will, well, and I should, because I I think we can get, you know, we have misconceptions about what it means to have the will, like what your will is. I think sometimes we think the will is, how bad you want something, right? What is your will to win and, and all that? But in truth, I think, like, for example, moving a mountain, you're not going to move that. I mean, you're not going to move it no matter how bad you want to. But I right. think your will in that sense is recognizing the, the truth about what it is and then surrendering to that. I mean, I think, I think, in, that, I think in many ways, your will is stronger it's it's about because it's about surrender it's not about you saying hey if i'm just strong enough i'm going to beat this thing it's about recognizing hey you know what this thing's pretty big and 
what some people see as weakness is actually strength because I'm recognizing it. And the only way that I'm truly going to be able to fight it, fight this battle is to see how big it is and then just start, start attacking it little by little. That's a good point. Yeah. That kind of fits into the idea of ignoring, you know, a situation or uh, not, not talking about the truth of a situation yes. because it might be embarrassing or painful to, you know, to somebody, but yeah, yeah it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I mean, we've gotten pretty conceptual there. We got, I, I said something about getting pragmatic, you know, given, given actual practical examples that people can use, but that's, that's pretty, that's pretty deep stuff right there. Sure. Well, yeah, let's go back to that real quick. So okay. one of the things that come to my mind is, and this is something that I, uh, I am kind of weak at, I would say, because I, you know, I love practice plans and I like things to go exactly how I want them to go. And, um, a lot of times when you when you when you develop a practice plan and you want to follow it minute by minute, uh, you kind of sure. box yourself in on some of the possibilities that you have. But um, providing an environment in practice that isn't um, that doesn't put your players in 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 a, in a mode of just going through the motions, right? Oh of, yeah. You know, maybe yeah. Maybe give them give them a plan you know every once in a while that they don't expect mm-hmm. you know pro- provide them with uh, a change up you know something at a different speed or um uh, you know a, a a larger portion of your practice goes to you know focused on something different maybe like unstructured free play right. but uh you know things like that that you can do a lot of times as coaches we get into this um, I don't know if zone's the right word because I'm trying to, uh, I think zone is normally a positive thing, but yeah. they, uh, so we get into this zone of kind of just doing the same. Yeah. Rut. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the word for it. We just kind of do the same thing over and over again, you know, and the simple fact of the matter is the game of, especially the game of baseball, but you know, sports in general, they present a lot of different scenarios and you, you experience them, uh, throughout you know, the period of the game. So the more that you're able to be caught off guard, right. Yes. Be surprised by yes. something, uh, and then still able to, uh, to compete in that and, and compete at a level where you're confident and, you know, you're not shaking, uh, the more you're able to do that, the more it'll translate over into those game situations that, you know, when, when surprising things happen. Yeah, that's a great point. I know a lot of it, uh, there's something that I like to focus on, you know, you're running a drill as a coach, you're running a drill. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a ground ball drill. What happens in your practices when you hit a ball to second base and, and, you know, maybe he's supposed to, um, I don't know, maybe he's supposed to pick the ball up or she's supposed to pick the ball up, not throw it, and just go put it in the bucket. Well, you hit the ball to the second baseman, and they boot it. Mm. I think this is a good visual. They yeah. boot it. What, what? And to the coaches out there, what happens in your practice? Does the second baseman at that point ah drop their shoulders? Crap, I, I misplayed it. You know, they stand up straight. They walk to the ball, they pick the ball up, they walk to the bucket, and they put it in the bucket. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that in your practice? Man, I tell you what, right? I, that's a great example because I've seen that in games. And the reason, oh, I've, right. the reason right. I've seen yeah. it in games is because 
of what you're saying. It happens in practice. The play That's ended the when they failed. The play ended yeah. when they failed. And they yes. did. They may not have. They may not have failed had they finished the play. You can boot a right. ball and still throw a runner out, and you know what it still goes down as in the book? A 4-3. Yeah. It doesn't go down well, as an error. I, yeah, and that's I think that's part of being, you know, the the difference between process being process oriented and result oriented, right? Because you you have a job throughout the game. Right? Your your, your job doesn't end until to until the game ends and really uh, you can you know, a lot of roles on the team most your job doesn't end until you till you leave the field. Yeah. And you can even expand that more and more. You know, leaders leaders jobs never end, right? I mean, the the type of people we are, you know, being focused on that, they, those things never end, but it starts in these these small instances, you know, these small uh, tasks, you know, not to beat a dead horse, but to go back to making your bed in the morning. We've talked about that a couple of times now. You know, get those small things that you can do. And if you're in a drill, if you're in a ground ball drill and your second baseman boots the ball, what a great opportunity to work on a situation where you failed, where there's struggle, mm-hmm. and to be prepared for when that will happen in a game. Because guess what? It's going to happen. Yes. That will happen. That is a play in baseball. It is. Not a common play. Clean. Yeah. Yes. We should work on that, right? We should focus on that. We should we should be intent on providing that opportunity yeah. to our players so that when it happens in a game, their immediate response isn't, I failed, I screwed up, I'm done, the play's over, you know, anger, frustration. It's, what do I need to do now? Yeah. How do I need to respond to this? So this it's next round, process. yeah, this next round of ground balls, you're going to intentionally boot it, paddle it, off of your glove and we're going to practice how you go to get that ball, how you go and finish that play. Because sometimes yeah. you boot it and it goes over there. Sometimes you boot it, it goes over there. Sometimes you boot it, it goes behind you. How, how, what do you do? What do you do next? And, yes. and we're going to practice that. That's great. Yep. Good stuff. Yeah. And you know, maybe you're working on double play balls. All right. Double play balls, ground mm-hmm. ball hit to the, to the second baseman and the second baseman flubs it. Now what do you do with it? Yeah. Oh, you do. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. I've seen in the game, I've seen games, you know, I'm sure you have too. Same thing happened. That second mm-hmm. baseman's rolling in two and the runner's standing on the bag. Mm-hmm. And now the runner at first is safe too, right? Yeah. Oh, there's so many things you can practice in that little moment, in that little scenario. Your shortstop yeah. can be practice communicating because it's not it's not necessarily automatic that you just go to first. You might still have a chance to get the runner at second. Right. Yeah. Let's sure. so let the shortstop communicate. One 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 one. Or, you know, we got him, two, 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 you know. And then you mm-hmm. and and that way you you practice picking that ball up, flipping it, or picking it up, tossing it to first, one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. You, you have both. You have all those options available to you in the game, and therefore we need to make sure we have all those options working that you know, practicing in in our practice in our training. Absolutely. Yeah. Can you think of any other kinds of kids that are failures? <laughs> That's a good way to put it, isn't it? What kinds of kids struggle to succeed? Yeah, I can think of another one, but I'll let you. I'll let you come up with one if you if you got no, one. I'll make one. How about um, how about kids that always expect to succeed? Okay, they always expect to succeed, whether it be because they maybe you know 
maybe they're early growers, right? Early maturers. Maybe mm-hmm. they're they're they've been they're uh, bigger, stronger, faster than the other kids that they've always played with. Um, you know, maybe they're just really good at the game. You know, yeah. Uh, and the games always came come always seems to come easy to them. So when they find themselves in a situation that it doesn't come easy or that, you know, their, their skill fails them or, and if they catch a bad break, they don't know how to handle it. So the, okay. I first, I thought you were maybe talking about someone who's a perfectionist, but it's not necessarily that it's, it's, um, sort of the natural, maybe, never maybe had to work hard. What I'm saying is some, yes, a, a kid that's never really had to work hard. Right will yeah, eventually really struggle to succeed because you're talking about a kid that is succeeding. True. But right. very easily succeeding without struggle. But well, what's going to happen is then yeah. when struggle comes, that struggle in and of itself is what's going to cause them to not be able to succeed because they've never had to yep, do it. Right. So we have to create those. Yeah. Yeah. I think there are always teams and I think youth coaches are so are perfect examples of prime examples of this so much more so than, than even, you know, varsity sports and college sports and, and pro sports. I mean, you get, by the time you get to those levels, a lot of the, the skill level, even though there is still some disparity, there's a lot of parity as well in the skill level there. I mean, you wouldn't be pro if you weren't pretty darn good, but you, you hand a, you hand an eight, you coach a ball team or 10 you coach or 12 you coach a ball team if it's not a selected group of kids if it's just a drafted group of kids you're going to have some kids on that team that can't catch a ball when it's thrown to them and you're going to have other kids on that team that can flip double plays and do all sorts of advanced things and so who do you focus on how do you create struggle for both of those how do you how do you facilitate struggle for both of those because uh, what's a struggle for the lower end of those kids, the, I mean, the less skilled uh, of those kids is not going to be a struggle for the more skilled. That's true. That's yeah. a good point, too. We thought about that. Yeah, that's kind of a coaching challenge there that, you know, how do you're you, talking about the kid? Sure. I guess, you know, it's the type of kid maybe that um, that hasn't had a lot of those yeah. sincere conversations, you know, or maybe that doesn't understand that uh, it's not always going to come easy. <laughs> you yeah. Know, uh, or just you know, they do they they will make mistakes. I mean, you know, you can be the best in the world at the game, and we seen it the other night in the World Series. You know, there's sure. there's two errors made on the on the final play, and mm-hmm. the center fielder booted a ball, you know, that allowed probably allowed the final run to score. But you know, then he throws it home, and the catcher makes a swipe yeah. tag, and you know, loses the ball out of his glove. So, you know, you can be the best in the world and you're going to make mistakes. And if you're not prepared for that, it's a very humbling, uh, humbling experience. Sure. Uh, sure it is. Got to know how to deal with it. Yeah. That's a, that's an interesting one. So, you know, I think, you know, that things like that comes down to role and understanding, you know, what your role is to the team. You know, I think as a coach, you can talk about leadership. You know, you can talk about how your impact on uh, the other players. And, you know, you can you can focus on those things when the situation arises in practice or even in games. You know, we I, I don't necessarily 
say you would you, you probably want to create these situations in games as a coach you're probably you know trying to put your team in the best situation to to compete at their best ability but right. sometimes you know the situations are going to happen regardless of whether you want them to or not so yeah in those situations instead of make you know seeing them as a negative you you try to see them as a positive and try to try to learn from them so yeah. you can point these things out yeah what's your other uh example of a kid that struggles the struggles or, well i the one that came to mind is a sore loser and, and, and not just not just loser, but like players who don't get what they want all the time, which may be connected to what you just said. But I think it's a little different. I think it's different. Yeah, I, I think when you I have think a, you can have. Both, but it's, yeah, because I'm talking I'm thinking about a kid that just is sour about like his playing time, not getting to play the position he wants, that kind of I mean, just that that's just that. Sore. I mean, just and I think the real problem, the real struggle with this type of player is is negativity. That's what the real struggle is. It's just negative about everything. Ne- you know, negative about their. You know, the, they're focused on the negative things so much. Like I didn't play enough, or I didn't, I didn't, or maybe maybe even I didn't do enough. Right? It's my fault, and they're so focused on that. I mean, you you get so focused on that. You can't learn from your mistakes if you or if you get so defensive that you never make a mistake. It's always somebody else's fault. You're not going to learn from your mistakes. You're not going to learn from you know how to improve. And so how do you handle like how do we handle those types of situations and those types of kids? Do you have an answer for that? Because <laughs> you'd, <laughs> you'd love to hear it. <laughs> well, I, w- I, I think that's where you have the. That's where we get the phrase "come to Jesus" moments. Yeah, because you know, when you have a narcissistic player, <laughs> uh, you know what? That, you know, here's the thing, Coach. That's so true, and it, it seems so brutal to say to use that word, narcissist. That's what it is. Yeah. Well, and it's and it's it is it's narcissism from the whole family usually. Because honestly, what do you hear a lot from parents after 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 games where, or after let's say several games, a team's maybe on a losing streak? What do you hear? Players aren't in the right position. Well, it's because they're playing that kid, and not mine. And so, and and I mean, we have such a an inflated view of our importance, or the importance of my kid on the team, or the importance of me on this team, that it creates so much struggle for the team. Because we're not thinking about team. We're thinking about me, 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 me. And therein lies the struggle. Mm, that's a great point. Yeah. I think that's a great approach to struggle in general, too. It's a great approach to it in life and, and in, you know, in our example of baseball, because your response to struggle isn't just about you. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's one of the things you learn as you as you get older is no matter what you're experiencing, <laughs> you've got some responsibilities that are bigger than yourself now. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times anyway. So absolutely. That's, that's a good point. I think you incorporate that. That's a culture thing. That's something that, you know, you can't just talk about once in practice and, and make it, make it stick. Um, talking about team and, you know, how we respond as a team and, mm-hmm. you know, how responding as individuals impacts that response of the team. I think that's something that, uh, that, that we have to talk about a lot. To, yeah. to make it work but yeah. it, you, know, you can tell you can see the teams that do make it a priority 
Yeah, you can. And they're fun to watch. Sure. Yeah. Because they don't get as surprised by those adversity moments like you're talking about. You know, a minute ago you said a kid that that is surprised when they don't succeed. I mean, sometimes that's the struggle is we get surprised when failure comes. We get surprised. Sometimes the you know the, it's the littlest thing like, you know, I struck out and, and, and we get so angry about it. And like, well, don't be surprised. Don't be, don't be surprised. You know, don't, don't, ex, don't expect that you're going to strike out, but don't be surprised that you, that you just struck out either because it happens. Don't be surprised that you failed because it happens. And so yeah. we got to figure out how to, how to work through it. Sure. Yeah. And not just don't be surprised. I think when there's struggle, don't stress about it. Embrace it. I mean, it's it huh. and realize, hey, it's the this is OK, good. Here we go. Here's a struggle. The way to success is through this struggle. It's an opportunity. Think, yes. Yes. I think I've mentioned this before, but I took a, uh, a customer service class one, one time in my uh, professional career a few several years ago. And uh, the the individual was like, you know, when someone calls you with a problem, your your attitude shouldn't be all oh, no. There's a problem. Mm-hmm. It should be, oh, there's a problem. Great. How can I help? That's why I'm here. And that's kind of that was, you know, uh, overall, that's kind of uh, the uh, the message that I think I would like to bring today to everyone is that, you know, challenging situations, um, albeit, you know, they're not fun, you know, always, you know, mm-hmm. I guess it depends on your perspective, but they are opportunities to grow. And, and that's why we're here, right? We're, I mean, we're yeah. here to get better uh, every day. You know, uh, how, how can I get better? How can I be a better person? How can, how can I be a better player? How can I be a better, a better coach? And those opportunities, the more of those opportunities that, have, that we have, the better we are. So it's good to recognize them as they happen. And it's also good to, to, uh, to try to present them or to find them for ourselves and for our athletes. Yeah. So they can experience them too. Yeah. And I think it's important for us to always understand that there is always a way through the struggle. There is. Absolutely. It, there is. And sometimes it's hard to find. Sometimes it takes time to find. Sometimes it takes a lot of patience to let someone fail a lot and work through many different failures to get through the struggle that, that, they're, that they're facing, the big struggle. But the reality is... There really is no reason to get really worked up about it because there's going to be a way through it. We just got yeah. part of our job is to find it. And that's the challenge of sports, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I, you know, the challenge of a lot of things, but challenge of life, but challenge of sports. And it's the thing that we ever look sometimes, you know, it's that it's it's that's that's spending time on your craft there, yeah. you know, being able to dedicate that time and, and the patience and, and the commitment to to overcoming these, these issues that we have, you know, it's not just about, it's not always going out and, uh, uh, you know, taking 200 swings off a tee and calling it a day. You know, there, there, there's a lot of different things that, that go on in a baseball game and, a and, a in a, in a, a competitive, uh, mm-hmm. uh, athletic competition. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of things that happen and, you know, getting better at all those things, is is what we should be focused on so a lot of times people say you know how uh, 
how, how does it, how I, I'm surprised that kid's that good at, at doing what he does. And, you know, they may ask, you know, what, what has your kid done to, 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 to be that good? And the answer might be, well, he's, you know, we get, we get throw BP every once in a while, you know, but what the, what, what's not being talked about is maybe the time that you spend, you know, uh, strength training or the mm-hmm. time that you spend just, uh, just throwing balls back and forth in the living room, right. Yeah. <laughs> Work on hand-eye coordination or the conversations you have mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, uh, talking about, hitting, you know, watching baseball, you know, there, there's all these different yeah. ways, and yeah. I guess we're kind of getting off topic a little bit, but, um, it's not easy, no. right? It's not easy, but there's a lot of different ways, a lot of different things that you can do to be the best version of you that you can be. And one of those big ways is to, um, is to find the struggle. Yeah. And a lot of times the struggle finds you. And so then you find your way through. And we rejoice, right? Exactly. That's what we're looking for. That's, so you know, it's not a bad situation. I mean, think about a big picture here. Every single person is de- dealing with this. I mean, what's what's been our, as a society, what's been our greatest struggle here for the past five, six months? Yeah, it's been exactly. everything that surrounded this coronavirus pandemic. You know, the things we know, the things we don't know, the things that we agree with, the things we disagree with, the things that we believe, the things we don't believe, the things that we actually have to face versus the things that we might have to face that the unknown. Right. And the question that I guess we should all ask ourselves is, has it made us better or worse? Good. Great question. Cause what's everyone saying? Oh man, I can't, I can't wait until it's things are back to normal. Back to normal. Yeah. 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 Nor- yeah or, or are you using this? Are you using it to get better? Because here's the thing. It's a struggle, right? I mean, it, we're struggling right now. A lot of people are struggling. I you and say. I are struggling to get a podcast out on time. We are. We are. Because <laughs> here's the thing. Here's what people don't know. It was easy because we were on campus, yes. right? We knew we were coming to the studio, and now we're off. We're remote. And and I leave my studio <laughs> equipment in different places. <laughs> Can't find it. And all that. We're yeah. pinging us, though, you know, and things yeah. come up now. It's just yeah. like it's a different world. So there's... There's challenge, and now it's like, oh man, if we could just get back to the way it was, things would be so much easier and so you know so refreshing. But that's that's the that's the benefit that that struggle brings us. Yes, and I think a lot of times I when I think about heaven, um, everyone wants to know you know what heaven's like, you know, and. You know, the Bible gives you a few details, but it doesn't really it does it doesn't really you know give you tell you exactly what heaven's going to be like, and mm-hmm. and people have their own their own ideas about this. But you know, I know this. I know that in life we have a lot of pains that we experience. You know, we have physical pain, we have mental pain. You know, we have you know we have illnesses, we have heartache, and those things really get us that. You know, yeah, and and I, I know if you if you can imagine a world without those pains, you know, just just eliminate those pains from your life, uh, you're living in a pretty good place, you know. So, the, to me, I, I've always kind of looked at heaven that way: is that these these struggles that with these small struggles, these small pains that we have on earth, they're not going to be there, mm-hmm. right? So that you know that that's going to be a great place. But the idea there is. We're struggling now, 
And if you if you if you experience that struggle and you perform through that struggle and you you know you're able to produce through that struggle and you know it's not that big of a deal because long term, right? The the struggle's not going to last, right? Tough times don't last. Yeah. Long term, you're going to be better for it. Yeah, yeah, tough people do. I think you should tell that story one podcast. By the way, I think it's an amazing story. But yeah, well, um, I, you you said something there going into this point that I think we need. I need. I want to revisit real quick before we sign off here or whatever. And I know we've been going for a while, but I think it's an excellent thought. And that is this: the benefit of struggle is it forces you mo- to move forward because you. You said, everybody's like, ah, oh, I just want to go back to what it was like right before this pandemic. I want to go back to what it was like. Well, to go back is to move backwards. And we're not mm. meant to move backwards. We're meant to move That's forward. And so what a struggle presents to you is an opportunity to move forward, to mm. work through it, to get around it, to go over it, to overcome it to move forward. And, and there is no going back and there is no new normal. There is what you create for yourself to be your normal as you move forward. And I don't want you to just operate in normal and commonplace every day. Keep getting better. Keep getting better. Don't don't just get stuck in normal, get better, move forward. Yeah, absolutely. That kind of wraps everything up that we talked about, really, because, you know, from a player perspective, from a coaching perspective to practice plans, normal is 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 uh, is stagnant. Yes, it is. You're you're not getting anywhere if if you're always normal. If you're experiencing all the same things that you've experienced before, you're not, you know, obviously you're not experiencing new things. You're not you're not growing. So true. What a great point. True stuff. Coach, it was great talking to you today. Yes, I agree. Good conversation. I hope, I hope you have the ability and the opportunity to find struggle throughout the week. Just don't present it to me, okay? All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again maybe in a week, maybe a week and a half. <laughs>